1: Linda's construction time check, 1107. Time to request a complimentary heat map analysis. See if your home is as energy efficient as it should be. We are looking back during this period between Christmas and New Year's on some of our favorite and most interesting conversations that we have had this past year. Uh, Lisa Clemens is from A Mother's Love. We had her on when the new safety commissioner, Todd Barnett, Uh, was appointed. I asked Lisa how she thinks Todd will do as Minneapolis's new public safety commissioner.
2: I think he's going to be doing a great job. I've known him for a long time. So I think he brings a piece that's always been missing. And that's that judicial piece. You know, so many families feeling like they haven't had justice, especially now with this county attorney. So it'd be nice to keep the judges in the community and not always on the bench.
3: How, on that note, uh, speaking, you mentioned uh, Mary Moriarty. And how does the Todd Barnett's influence, will it make any difference with, I guess, what many perceive to be injustice coming from the Hennepin County Attorney's Office?
2: Um, I don't know about that because Moriarty is on an island all by herself, somewhere off the moon, I don't know. But I think he'll be able to connect the city, the county, and the state. So I don't know what his relationship would be like with her, But he was at one point a public defender, if you uh, recall. He was a prosecutor, so he knows both offices, including being a judge.
1: Lisa, I feel like we should talk a little bit more about what you just said, uh, Mary Moriarty being uh, maybe on the moon. Talk to us about some of the cases that Mary Moriarty has not prosecuted that are happening in the community that we should be aware of and what we should know about your opinion of her
2: these um i i don't know her personally but i know her uh professionally and and she has not wowed me in a little bit but i think she has forgotten the office that she ran for was to be a prosecutor for the victims of these cases i think when you do 30 years in the county i'm sorry in the public defender's office it's hard to make that switch so I think she's a public defender in the prosecutor's office, and that's not ever going to be good for victims of crime.
3: So you feel she's advocating more for the people who are committing the crimes than she is for their victims? Would that be accurate? Yeah. And,
2: and, and yes, and I don't know if she even realizes it sometimes, but she had a conversation with us on the McKeever case, and this, this really sticks with me when she said, you know, black boys and black men – haven't had a fair chance in the criminal justice system. Well, I was sitting in a room with a family who has a daughter that those black boys and black men put five bullets in her, including one in her head. So excuse me if that's not a conversation that I'm here to talk about. They did that crime. They should do that time.
3: Yeah, just before you go, the McKeever case was the woman who was shot and killed by two juveniles, uh, but at the behest of her ex-boyfriend, And the charge, or excuse me, the, the charging of those mm-hmm. two were, was moved to juvenile court by Mary Moriarty.
2: Absolutely, I, I don't know how you give the brother two years who didn't pull the trigger and the actual shooter the same two years. It doesn't make any sense. But it's it's starting to affect a whole lot more families. These this belief that the brain doesn't mature until they're twenty five years of age, but we keep forgetting that we do teach our kids morals. We teach our kids values, respect for life. So we do teach them that at a very young age, and we teach them there are consequences to behaviors in just a slap on the hand when they're toddlers and preschoolers. So to come later and say, but if you kill somebody, we'll use this as a defense to not lock you up. That's insanity.
1: Lisa, share with us your thoughts on uh, downtown Minneapolis. Cause, you know, we are still people text into the show all the time that say, Oh, I wouldn't come to downtown Minneapolis. It's, it's not safe. Yet new crime reports are saying that crime in general is down to pre pandemic levels. So, um, what are your thoughts? Are we doing a good job keeping downtown Minneapolis safe? And share with us specifically what's going on with your efforts.
2: So I I just put a team back down there, but I'll say this about the downtown council and the downtown council members. They clap back, they do the work down there. They really are trying to keep it safe for people. But if people stay away, then you just gave it over to the criminal element. You can't stay away. You have to come down there and say, this belongs to the state of Minnesota, just because everything is in Minneapolis down here, it belonged to the state of Minnesota. But when you stop coming, you give free reign to the very people who are terrorizing our city.
3: And I'll say this, and this is anecdotal, but um, what, which is another reason why I loved uh, the Twins in the playoffs. Because, man, that was pre-pandemic stuff. People, tons of people down. I saw the Mad Dads walking downtown. Uh, it was safe. I felt totally safe. I think everybody who came down for those games felt safe. It was a picture of of the continuation of the improvement of downtown. And I'll say, I just, you know, I'm down here every day almost. I feel safe down here, and I think we're making progress.
2: I agree. And you can give a little credit to Cedric Alexander for Operation Endeavor because he brought so many people together. That's the first time I ever had anyone actually sit down with boots on the ground and say, how can you help me? He was the first person that ever did that. So I'm hopeful that. Todd Barnett will do the same thing and understand you need social workers, mental health workers, boots on the ground, police. Anybody that's a boots on the ground and say they don't want to work with the police, then they shouldn't be funded. It's that period.
1: So why did Cedric leave, Lisa?
2: I think for Cedric that when they had the eight to five city council vote, I don't think that much was invested in Cedric, uh, even by the mayor. And, you know, the mayor's a friend of mine. But I don't think that he received everything he needed to have. But on the flip side, the chief received everything he wanted to have. So I think that he was kind of iced out from the initial eight to five vote, with the progressives voting no, and the, the centrists and moderates voting yes.
3: The, the eight to five. Can you explain? It? Was that the was that eight to five? Was that the his to approve his contract? Was that what you're talking about?
2: Yes. Eight people, Got eight it. council members said yes. The five progressives on the city council
3: yep. said no. To him. And a 12 to one for Todd Barnett, just to, just to, that happened just earlier this yes. week. You mentioned the chief. Uh, I've been, again, I don't live here, I, uh, but I work here every day. I want obviously Minneapolis to succeed. I want a police department that is respectful of its citizens that can be respected again by not only this community, but others. Uh, and I, Frankly, from my limited interaction with the chief, we've had him on a couple times. I'm very impressed. What are your thoughts about Brian O'Hara?
2: I'm extremely impressed. I I think that he – I was on the committee to select him. But I think the chief is trying to move in the right direction with the police department. He's trying to diversify the department. He's putting some top people in his command position. He's looking at discipline that's a, that's a big deal. You have to be able to say you're a good cop, but you did it wrong. I'm not going to throw you out with the bathwater, but I am going to spank your behind. So I think that he is ready to offer discipline for things that go against department policy. So I hope, hopefully he can stand strong on the need for discipline as well.
1: Lisa, can you share with us a little more about Operation Endeavor? When we had Cedric on, uh, you know, it was sort of a, a secret and he wasn't right. willing to share with us everything they were doing, which we totally understand. We we get that. But can you share with us if, what, what they did, if it was successful, and if you think, Todd Barnett, the new uh, community safety commissioner, will continue some of these endeavors?
2: I think he attacked the problem and he included, I think for Cedric, he attacked the problem Just like when uh, the five black officers uh, killed the the young man in the other state, he called everybody together, anticipating a problem. Minneapolis has uniformly never had a plan, but this is a person who came in and had a plan, whether he needed to use it at that point or not, he had the plan in place. So he reaches out to, he reached out to law enforcement community members, uh, community organizations, and had people on the ready in case something happened. That's the same thing he did with Operation Endeavor. He had different people in places, and everybody didn't always know you were in that place, but you were ready to do the work. Everybody wants Minneapolis to be safe. It's reflective of our state. So I like that about him. I think Todd Barnett is good because he is of us in the state of Minnesota. He's been here a very long time. He knows the politics of Minnesota, especially Minneapolis, and he knows the players. It's important for you to know the players. When Cedric said one unkind thing on Twitter, the whole city was ready to abandon him because he clapped back. If you can't handle somebody clapping back, you should probably shut up. Wow.
3: I'd argue I though that I I, too. I mean, Lisa, I'd argue though, so Lisa. But I'd argue though, like if you're in that position, you pro- and, and I, I, and I totally understand the feeling, like okay, I'm being attacked here. I need, I need to defend myself. But I'd argue too that somebody in that position making that kind of money probably should know when to bite their tongue, at least publicly.
2: I think that's the problem. Okay, we bite our tongue on this side. Those of us who are not on the extreme left and extreme right, those of us who are in the middle, that just won't change. Um, I think we bite our tongue enough, Hmm. and I think we are kid-gloving everything and everybody, and I just don't think you should be able to just keep saying the insulting things that you say, I, I will let things go for quite a while. You guys will be shocked. And how long I'll let things go before I clap back. And, and when I do, you're going to hear thunder I, and I, sad glass.
3: Yeah, I don't want to experience that. I've got to be neither. honest. Uh, speaking of that, if I can ask one more question of course. We've got a couple minutes. We've got a city yeah. council election coming up. You've talked about the progressives on the city council. They're becoming more progressive, further to the left.
1: Meaning Democratic you, Socialists yeah, in America. How members.
3: confident do you feel about the vision of the city of Minneapolis that you'd like to see with uh, the city council being uh, the makeup that it is right now?
2: If, if the council flips, uh, God help us. But if the council flips, I'm not so sure that's going to be a good thing for us because you need a city council that's willing to say, okay, I have this agenda. We have a different opinion, but we actually work for the people. So no matter what ward you're in, you're making decisions for the city of Minneapolis and for the people. So if this council flips, yeah, I do. I feel sad for us.
1: So are you aligned with the messaging of the city council today and you'd like to keep the status quo? And, and share with us what that is for people that don't know.
2: I think people make the mistake of saying status quo. That just means I don't agree with you. That's, they use that in a negative term. I just don't agree with you. I may not agree with you on this item, but I may agree with you on that item. I need it to reflect the community. So I don't see it like they'll say that about the police department, the status quo, we need police reform. Well, how will we know when it's reformed? Who decides when it's reformed? Does reform mean they'll never have a police-involved shooting? Well, we all know that's not true. So I, I don't know what any of those words mean, but it's meant to be in a negative form. But the status quo could be, this is the group that reflects the majority in the city. I don't know. I'm just, I'm nervous about it.
3: Well, Lisa, uh, thank you for the time. But next time you come on, can you please just give some opinion, please? Yes. I mean, such wish, wall you're such a wallflower. I <laughs> wish you would just give
2: no, a... Just look at our you guys would be shocked. I really have a good friendship with the progressives. Uh, well, let me say many of the progressives. Mm-hmm. Not Robin Wilder, but many of the progressives. I have a really good friendship with them. I just don't agree with their politics.
3: Right. That's how it should be. We should be able to have, you know, be friends and communicate mm-hmm. together, and we can still disagree. Lisa, thank exactly. you for the time. We hope to speak with you real soon again.
2: You're welcome. Thank you for having me. She's
1: such a great guest, and I love having her on because she's just Lisa. She gives you the honest answer, and she's truthful. She, You know, she's not out to hurt anybody's feelings, and she's not, and she doesn't. She just gives you the her truth at what is happening. And I tell you, David, this is why sometimes we don't have a lot of politicians on because the politicians, it's always spin. It's always talking points. It's always what they want you to hear instead of the question that you want answered. And they'll talk around it. And when we have people like Lisa on, tell us the real deal. What's really going on? And you know what? It, for for our resolution, I want to have more interviews like that. People just, just – Tell it like it is or what, what it really is for them uh, on the air with us because I think those are valuable perspectives. And uh, speaking about valuable perspectives, I don't know how valuable mine is, but I'm going to give you the real deal. We are going to do um, Dear Jordana. That is coming up. I have a whole list of questions that have come in for the last few weeks because, as you know, I've been off for the past few weeks. And I do believe we're also going to have a celebrity guest that is going to be joining us. Uh, for dear Jordana so stay tuned for all of that coming up next on the Adam and Jordana show we also had some great scandals in 2023 <laughs> oh boy we had some fun stuff I think scandals are like real life now I feel like things that are that were once maybe scandalous um were are our, our like everyday life. Like, for example, our former president had a mugshot. There was a mugshot of President Trump. Like, that's insane. That's scandalous. The 91 indictments against him, but yet that's also news. So when I say what were the best scandals, because I'm looking at a, a piece uh, about the best scandals of 2023, I'm thinking that should have been a scandal, yet that was news. Uh, for me, the best scandal of 2023 and maybe because I could laugh at it and it wasn't so tragic like a mugshot of a former president. I find that to be tragic. I think that's tragic that that exists in our world. Was George Santos. Everything <laughs> yes. about George Santos <laughs> made me laugh. Like, really, when Mark and I would, you know, kind of uh-huh. watch the news at the end of the day, it would come up and like, He's holding a baby. Why is he holding a baby? Why? And he says it's not his baby yet. Is he adopting a baby? Like the 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 stuff that he made up that was then found to be not true. It was hilarious.
3: Oh, and it was day after day and, and after nonstop, day after day. Yeah,
1: nonstop. Uh, just everything that he made up that was just not true, and it was so like he was inefficient, obviously, as a, a lawmaker. And thank God now he's been neutered. He's been kicked out of Congress, which is a really justifiable ending to his ridiculous stay in our House of Representatives. And now he's on Cameo and we're watching the cameos. Like I really think – and maybe because I don't know that he did any real damage. I think if if scandals do real damage, I think that's worse. But the George Santos thing kept me laughing. It kept us – thinking, oh my gosh, the world really – we are living in the upside down and that is hilarious. So best scandals of 2023. I know, David, I don't want to put you on the spot, but like was there one that you that that you can look back on? Because I'll, I'll give you one and it was another hilarious one. But was there one that you remember that sticks out at you?
3: No, because I don't – It's funny because you started this thing saying, oh, the scandal. And you're like gearing up to open the tabloid magazine and look at all the tragic failures Mm -hmm. of the celebrities. Mm -hmm. I have zero of that. I do not care what some actress or celebrity is doing and who they're sleeping with or what they're stepping in. I am so bored by that. So no, no, I do not care. I skipped that article. I'm not in.
1: You don't remember that Gwyneth Paltrow was sued in a ski crash that has inspired a musical that's opening in London? No, you don't care about that? Nope. I mean, that was nope. crazy that she was sued online for some kind of ski accident where I guess she screwed up some other guy's neck. Gwyneth Paltrow was screwed up uh, or was uh, uh, that was a scandal about that. You, you don't remember the... TikTok mascara scandal where a woman was accused of being a beauty influencer and advocating for L'Oreal's eyelash or, you know, mascara, and she was really wearing fake lashes. Oh, my gosh. That was an unbelievable scandal. Uh, The spy balloons, the Chinese spy balloons, that was a scandal. Why weren't they shot down sooner? But that also, that wasn't, I didn't consider that like a major scandal because that was real life. That was scary. That
3: was like a real concerning international issue.
1: Yes. That's not a scandal. I don't know that that was necessarily a scandal. But the one that also made me laugh, it was the Lauren Boebert stuff. Remember, uh, she was like getting a second base uh, at watching the Beetlejuice musical, which is also like ridiculous that that's a thing. And Lauren Boebert and her whatever, her boyfriend were making out and being inappropriate. And then they got kicked out of Beetlejuice. Like, again... Did it cause any real damage? And maybe that's why I can appreciate a good scandal because that was a juicy thing we could just dive into. It didn't really hurt anybody. Yes, she's an idiot, but that was something fun that we could laugh about. There were you know, mean scandals also. Remember Ron DeSantis, how he was wearing high-heeled boots. Everybody made fun of him uh, about that, that we couldn't get the Speaker of the House right. My goodness, how many votes did we have on that? Kevin McCarthy – Now, on the outs, there were tons of – again, scandals or real life, they were both, a little bit of everything. Uh, But looking back on the year and scandals, it was pretty ridiculous. And I'll just leave you with this one thought because I saw this pop up on the news yesterday. Remember those aliens that were presented to the Mexican Congress? The little miniature yes, aliens yes, in the miniature coffin. That, Whatever happened to that? That people said was paper mache Was You know, remember those pictures that people were showing or these researchers were allegedly showing? Uh, I was just was on the news yesterday. Uh, and this is what inspired the greatest scandals because that was one of the most ridiculous scandals. And one of the researchers said, you ask what happened to it? They said, if it were real, what happens in science when something is real and somebody makes a discovery that they offer it to other scientists so it can be studied and tested and um what's the word like reevaluated so they can confirm yeah. confirmation yeah, that, that's vetted and confirmed they' they're looking for confirmation, so they give it to other scientists well, that didn't happen no. friends and, and and where are the the mummified aliens? I'm not sure then somebody's paper mache um you know, art shack, <laughs> where, probably where they came out of. So uh, we had some fun stuff, some celebrity stuff, uh, some crazy political stuff. The year in scandals had us going. Hopefully, they will remain fun scandals in 2024 and nothing that is too serious. But let's take a quick break because there were lots. If you need a laugh, you can Google the year in scandals. When we return, a little bit of advice, right? We've had a lot of family that have been together. You've probably offended something, somebody. God knows I have. Uh, dear Jordana is up next. Questions, comments, thoughts, need any advice? Adam is going to be joining me, our celebrity guest, in just a few minutes. Dear Jordana, if you abandon your radio partner for two weeks, does he have to take you back?
3: Yes. Yes. He does. Yes. God, help me. Adam Carter in the
1: studio. Jesus.
3: Let me tell you something. There are days, I will admit, there are days I like doing the show alone.
1: Yeah. Get out, Jor.
3: But, man, this week, I don't know what it's been. Oh, it's been a struggle. Because it's the no
1: man's land. It
3: is. We're in the no man's land of the week. By the way, I just listened to that interview with Lisa Clemens. She's amazing. That was a great interview. And I'm not just saying that because we did the interview.
1: We did the interview, and, and we, we killed did. it, and we she killed it. Killed it.
3: Right. But yeah, she
1: was so good.
3: I, I would guess I'm generally surprised we do good radio sometimes <laughs> on this show.
1: Not this week, but no, sometimes. Right. Yesterday sucked. <laughs> not these last two uh, weeks.
3: Tuesday sucked. <laughs> Uh, David was dragging me down. It's like, you know, I would have been great on my own, but, D- you know, I had to get you. DJ's got to get And
1: it I out. even said, there's so many things I wanted to talk about these last two weeks, but I didn't want to talk about them by myself. I wanted you to come in so I could, right. you know, even like this whole Nikki Haley fiasco yes. that's happening. Okay, yeah, we should talk about that, but I don't know. I wanted to bang it around with you. So we'll Well, we'll next
3: ha- half hour. Sorry, I am was- I
1: not allowed to say that?
3: Bang around? Bang it around. Bang it around? That's fine.
1: That.
3: Uh, but... No, I wanted to get into that in the first half hour because I'm working an extra half hour here now. So you got to work an extra half hour with me.
1: And I agreed to that. So great. I didn't talk about it so we could talk about it together. But I did invite you on. You don't have to work hard on this show, but you will have to read the Dear Jordana questions. Okay. Because we haven't done Dear Jordana in a few weeks. You could have called me last Thursday. Uh, You know, I could have coughed all the way through it.
3: Yeah. But um, that's okay. Yeah,
1: still coughing a little. but um.
3: Plus I wasn't on Thursday.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. There you go.
3: Because you got sick, I got to work then. I did get sick. Mm -hmm. It was nice because then it gave me a better, longer, single vacation.
1: So we will answer some of the questions that have come in through email, come in through texts. Uh, You get to choose, Adam, if you want. Unless, David, there was one that particular that you want him to start with because I know you just got in, Adam.
3: Well, I see there's some texts. Should we go right to the text? Absolutely. Uh, Dear Jordana, my niece bought me a pair of boots for Christmas. And they're very nice boots, but I don't like them. She was so excited. I don't want to hurt her feelings. She Aww. bought me a purse about five years ago, and I didn't like the purse either. But I used it ever right. since. Should I just wear the boots and be happy as a clam? <coughs> happy as a are clams happy? First I don't of know. all, I, don't I feel know. like clams they're not. happy. They're kind yeah. of down in the mud. They rarely open their mouths, and they get eaten. So I don't think clams are happy.
1: But okay, back we question. digress. Yeah.
3: This is a great question this and one that many, question. many people are dealing with.
1: Because here's the deal. Like when somebody you really care about, uh, and this is her niece, I'm assuming they have a nice relationship because they exchange presents, yep. um, gives you something that is personal or stylistic. Do you have to wear it or use it if you don't like it? She's been using the purse, so she already set the precedent. She's been using the purse that she doesn't right. like. The thing about the shoes, the boots, you can always say, even if the person knows your size, they didn't fit right. Because shoes, you know, can be light tricky. I got a bunion up. or, oh, my ankle bone's too low. You can always say, it didn't fit right, so I'm going to return them and get something else. They're very nice. Uh, thank you for the gift. And the niece should understand. Even because if you do choose something that somebody doesn't like for you, you can't expect them to wear it. You, you, you absolutely give the gift knowing they may return it. Yeah. I hope she included the receipt. I hope she can return them. Don't expect it to be worn. But here's also the deal if somebody you're really like if Jen buys you a present and you hate it are you gonna wear it anyway Adam because it's Jen
3: see but she or she would know she would know I think okay. although I say this she and I have very different kind of tastes okay. on what mm-hmm. like like I like when I I like ties is a good example ties are shirts she and I have very different like I'm I that yeah. looks sharp and she's mm-hmm. like I don't really like that but, okay so we're good with that yeah but she would ne- I don't She wouldn't go like crazy and buy me something that she knows I wouldn't wear or she knows me enough that she would
1: Somebody close to you would not be offended. But your niece, I I get it. I think at this point you can say it doesn't fit me right or you can even ask her if you guys are close, would you mind? I don't love them. Would you mind? If she says, oh, I really like them for you, I feel like she should give you a pass on that and be honest. So no, you don't have to just suck it up.
3: Dear Jordana, I've been with my guy for three years. I'm a widow. He has an mm. ex he was with for 17 years. They still have a friendship, and it bothers me. Ooh, uh, tough one. I think that's the... but Not because I'm jealous. I'm smart. She brings a lot of drama and drugs. Oh. How can I really make my boyfriend understand I don't like this? I know how he feels sorry for her, but we can't fix everything. Thank you. Boy, yeah, it was, I thought that ended there, but then no. it took a turn, too. Drama and drugs? drugs? Yeah.
1: I think you can... Cut that out. And then he's going to have to make a choice. You know, if he can't let go of that relationship, either you accept that now you're in a three-way with a throuple, as it would be, with somebody. But if he can't let her go and they were together.
3: We got banging already. We got three ways. Why did I come back?
1: I know, right? For this. For this exact reason. Uh, No, you get to say if somebody's – if a past relationship is interfering with yours, especially with drama and drugs – you get to not accept that, and uh, and then that's on you. You might not want his baggage. So um, have that conversation, and if not, you might have to move on.
3: Uh, dear Jordana, should I end a friendship after I told my friend her stay-at-home life amounts to sitting around all day?
1: Yep, can't come back from that.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> she told a stay-at-home mom yes. her life amounts to sitting around all day?
3: That's what it says here in the yearbook.
1: Wow. Uh, That is a harsh criticism. And should she throw away the friendship? You know what? If you really think that that's your friend's life, you're a pretty crappy friend. Yeah, that's... And maybe she can do better than you. But first you need to apologize. And also you need to look inward. If you really think that, you might need to reevaluate a couple of things about how you view life. Um... And I don't know that you can save it cuz I don't know that she'd want to be friends with you anymore. Mm. So, I think this is a moment of self-reflection. Yeah. yeah, it might be a deal breaker cuz you can't unhear that. So that that might I be mean, a it might mind. have
3: been done like though uh, like in obviously friends fight too. Yeah, sure, you sure, 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 have, sure, sure, you might sure. you say things when you're fighting yeah. that you probably regret that you mm-hmm. maybe don't mean.
1: That okay. You can come that, back from that? I think you have to be honest a with yourself and then with her about that.
3: Dear Jordana I have a relatively new desk mate. We sit probably three feet from each other in an mm-hmm. office open seating, in an open office setting. She's very nice, but there's something about her that's driving me nuts. Uh oh. Whenever she gets stressed out or upset or is just concentrating a lot, she makes noises exactly like sex noises about every minute or so. Stop Heavy breathing, me. gasps, and moans. It's maddening. I have my headphones up Stop. on the absolute loudest setting, but the noises are so loud and distracting and annoying. I can't hardly sit at my desk. Can I say something? Do I have to just suck it up since it's just breathing? This is right in my alley. Not with the sex noises, but I'm the one who's got that. I forget there's a term for it. I've talked about it many times. I get ir- irritated by, like, by small noises. Small and then repetitive noises.
1: Totally get that. So, I, I outed Jimmy on the air. Jimmy like was clipping his nails once oh, yeah. at his desk. And he was doing it at his desk, probably right. into the garbage, but it drove me insane even like cracking knuckles oh yeah. i will throw a dirty look if yeah. you're cracking your knuckles yeah um i mean you you have to say something this is very uncomfortable but you have to say especially if you already have your headphones on mm-hmm. and they're turned up to the most noise canceling and you can still hear her moaning you absolutely have to say something because she might not even be aware of it you know are you aware yeah. that this is how you said it? and it is distracting for me so can you please you have to be nice about it but really, also, please record it and send it to me because <laughs> I, I need to hear the sex noises.
3: <laughs> um, here's one that you must have sent in. Is it okay to correct a coworker's grammar?
1: If you want them to hate you forever, uh, it's okay. But
3: people do that to us all the time. Too.
1: All the time. But I'm guilty. I do this to my kids all the time, and it one used thing to though, drive from a them, parent to a kid. It used to drive them crazy, and then finally. They've sort, they will ask me, they don't want to sound like idiots. So they'll be like, all right, is it me or I, is it who or are home? You know, they'll yes. ask.
3: And we, which is good. And sometimes yes. we screw up like yes. on the radio. You know what? Sometimes I screw up.
1: Ab- we're and talking we're for three conversational hours. Conversational here. Yes. And, you know, we end sentences with prepositions sometimes. Right. I understand. Um, so is it okay to correct a coworker's grammar if you want to piss them off? Yeah. That's the answer. If it's like jarring or if it's in an email, if it's in a group presentation, you absolutely have to correct it, but only if you want to really upset them because they're not going to forgive you, and you're going to sound like a hoity-toity
3: jerk. Yeah uh, a couple texts coming in, uh George, so good to have you back. Oh. It's been awful listening to that insensive oaf it, yeah insensitive I'm sorry oaf who filled in for you I'm sorry and uh hey, Dave Schrader's a nice guy, okay. <laughs> Uh, wait a minute. I bought my on a purse and shoes for Christmas.
1: Uh-oh. I, was... I, I will say Mark once bought me a dress and he usually has excellent taste, but this dress Sometimes you're swinging a was so out of bounds. Really?
3: Too I, sexy? To... It
1: was, it had like cutouts. I'm like, babe, I'm a 51 year old woman. I'm not wearing a dress like cutouts. I mean like, yeah. like on the sides, yep. like that show skin, yeah. you know, this dress was for a 16 year old girl. And I'm like, babe, really? He's like, come on, try it on. I want to see you in it. I wouldn't even try it on. Yeah. It went right back to
3: the store. How about, how, about we just, how about you just wear it for one night? No. How about that?
1: No, it didn't.
0: What's but, the return policy?
1: Yeah, that, uh, the, the dress. <laughs> the gifts. Oh, my God